So I'm going to talk a little bit um, now about teachers, yoga teachers, um, gurus, um, meditation teachers, psychologists, anyone kind of in the public eye, an influencer, if you like, spreading public messages, um, messages of health, messages of well-being and happiness. Um, So I think the purpose of this podcast is to gain greater understanding of what makes us as individuals feel empowered. So this comes from my own experience, uh, also from the experience of chatting to other people, friends, fellow students, teachers, um, and also hearing other people's stories along the way, I guess. So from my own experience, um, both as a teacher and a student, let's take a yoga class as an example. When I feel most myself, most alive, most empowered um, and good really in a yoga class is when I really feel that the teacher has invited me to explore my own body, explore my own feelings, emotions, thoughts, um, my life without uh, any judgment and without kind of telling me what I should be doing or what I should be feeling. And I think generally in yoga, teachers do tend to invite that kind of non-judgmental attitude um, towards their practice, towards their teaching. And they do tend to hold that space for other individuals. However, I also think that there's a fine line where teaching can become preaching. And especially in yoga, there can suddenly become... Um, even if unconscious, a sense of right and wrong. So good examples within this Eastern practice would be, you know, not doing the posture right or not looking a certain way, not being a certain size or shape um, or flexibility level. So those messages can be hidden, as I say, they can often be unconscious. And I think the really skillful teachers are able to sort of Um, be aware of that unconscious um, preaching perhaps projecting sense that might be there in themselves and consciously try and work with that so that they can actually become aware of it um, and then not necessarily follow that path but instead follow one where they're more interested in consciously holding space for their students so as I say then when you have a teacher holding space, they um, the focus becomes not so much on what it looks like or how well it's going, but just on how the individual is relating to themselves, to their life, their thoughts, emotions, their inner world. So I think a lot of this comes back to empowerment. Um, do teachers make you feel empowered to live your life, to realign with your own values, come back into the centre into equilibrium, homeostasis, whatever you want to call it. Um, And that's going to look different for all of us, isn't it? So, you know, you may have two people becoming equally as empowered um, and that might look very different on the outside. They may go and do different things. They may speak in different languages, different tones of voice. They may have different values. 
Um, but that feeling of empowerment to be able to fulfill their potential, live their life healthily, happily and with freedom um, is hopefully going to going to be similar. Um, so I think I've noticed in my own practice and my own experience with these practices and um, just with various mental health issues that I think it can especially when we're in a vulnerable place become easy to um almost believe that a teacher uh is you know sort of the oracle um the hero the perfect role model in a sense and i don't think that this just has to come in the form of a physical teacher right i think it can come through a blog post it can come through a book uh, a film a series a youtube video you watch perhaps you know the rise of influencers i think it can create this idea that we must be following people and that we must be following their blueprint for life and their blueprint for happiness and health and in fact through my own experience and maturity and uh, wisdom I guess that I've learned I think that that is just not true there is no blueprint for how to do anything really there's no blueprint for life there's no blueprint for health for happiness for wealth you know these things look different for every individual um, and so I think anyone that's telling you maybe to do something to not do something I think that it can be healthy to have a certain amount of skepticism around what it is they're telling you to do or to not do you know to think critically and to question actually is this going to serve me in my life with my values and my goals and my orientation and if it isn't maybe seeing if you can just let that go and if it is seeing how you can implement that into your own space I think especially when we're vulnerable, there's a tendency to idolise these teachers and to want to follow them. And it becomes almost a form of indoctrination, whether imposed by the teacher or the self. You know, when you're in that vulnerable space, you're willing to do anything to get out of it and to feel stronger. Uh, but actually, sometimes the most strength comes in letting go of what really doesn't serve you and knowing in yourself what is right for you and your practice whether that be the practice of yoga or the practice of life you know they're, they're basically one and the same in my opinion yoga is a way of life not just a a physical exercise if you like so teachers who allow you to feel empowered who allow you to ask questions about your life who allow you to feel strong enough to find your own values and your own alignment there that is I think the sign of a really good teacher a really good author a really good influencer um from my opinion I don't think projecting preaching can always have the best interests at heart there may be some imbalance within the own teacher that needs first to be addressed perhaps you know and this doesn't mean to say people can't give advice I think that advice can be a very useful thing I think sharing wisdom and sharing stuff you've learned like I'm sharing this can be very useful but I think it needs to be done with an awareness that no one size fits all right um you know 
what's worked for me will not necessarily work for you, but parts of it might. So I think it's really about being able to understand what someone is saying, the messages they're delivering, thinking critically about that and really taking what works for you from that. So 80% of it might work for you, 10% might work for you. Um, and just being able to understand that you don't have to become someone else in order to find yourself. Finding yourself is a sense of learning along the way, almost getting little bits from different parts of life, different parts of others, different parts of information, different parts of yourself. And they all start to come together to build this stronger sense of self. It's not about emulating or becoming someone or something else. Buddhists would say you know, there is no self, anatta, at the root of the self is no self. So letting go of attachment to self is the most important thing. But I do think in modern culture and self-help literature, building a stronger sense of self can actually also bring vitality and, and interest in life. I've almost noticed as well in me this sense of if I find a teacher or an author or a philosopher I really enjoy but then there's a part of their work that I don't agree with, doesn't sit right in my life. A sense of disappointment comes around, I think, because I want to idealise that person. I want them to be perfect. Um, where that comes from, I'm not necessarily sure. But I think it's about learning that we can still learn from these people, these philosophers, these great, great wise teachers. Um, even Instagram bloggers, influencers in the modern day, you know, it doesn't, I think it's easy to conjure up the image of a guru, but actually the modern gurus are the mass media, the social media we contain, that's where we find a lot of them, or at least a lot of people do. And so, you know, if what the entirety of what someone's saying doesn't sit right, doesn't mean that you can still take some of what they're saying and apply it to your own life. I think that can be a real a really healthy way to look at the media, to look at others, to look at how they live their lives, to look at different perspectives and to be open to change, uh, but also to be aware that there's no individual or thing out there that necessarily is going to hold all the answers and that your current state of dis-ease or dis-happiness, disharmony or disalignment is only going to be solved through work on the self and finding of the self and strengthening of the self and emulating or, or copying someone else or believing you have to follow word for word, practice for practice, what they do or what they say is not going to get you to that point of strength and happiness in and deep inner peace, personally, I believe. So I think a healthy dose of scepticism, of critical thinking and the ability to turn towards yourself and ask yourself really how can I feel empowered and is this empowering me and what questions allow me to feel empowered and to make better changes in my life and how does this sit in my life because I think mass media can, can teach us through a lot of messages that everything works for everyone, you know, do eat this, don't eat that exercise in this way don't exercise in that way wear this don't wear that follow this lifestyle don't follow that lifestyle but actually the real power the real knowledge the real wisdom comes in sitting in silence with ourselves whether through meditation or reflection and 
and actually getting to know what really works for us and what sits right and feels right in our body, mind, heart.